welcome to episode number 45 of Gunfighter Cast. I'm your host, Daniel Shaw, and here in a, about a minute, I'm going to do that all over again with Eric Shelton. Just wanted to give you a heads up real quick. The beginning of this podcast is pretty choppy. Uh, Eric happened to be at work on his phone via Skype, contacted through my horrible internet here in Japan through Skype. Got a little broken up at the beginning, but it gets better as it goes. But uh, it's a good information. Hope you enjoy. Hello, welcome to Gunfighter Cast. I'm your host, Daniel Shaw. And with me in this episode, I've uh, given an old friend of mine that you haven't heard from in a while. Some of you may listen to him, you may not have. But uh, I wanted to give him a chance to vent since he hasn't been on the air in a while uh, with anybody. So <laughs> here with me via Skype, I have Eric Shelton. How you doing, Eric? Not too bad. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Glad to have you with me. And we got a few things we're going to talk about. This is not the usual gunfighter cast episode. I'm not going to tell you how to shoot a gun. I'm not going to tell you how to shoot it better. I'm not going to talk about you know mindset or awareness or anything like that. We're going to do something that gunfighter cast has never really done, and we're going to talk uh, about current event, something that's going on, and uh, within the U.S. government, within the U.S. citizens, things that you should be concerned about, things that are happening in the anti-gun lobby, and basically our counter to that. Eric's basically going to steal the show, and I'm going to comment every once in a while because this is his thing. It's not so much mine, as much as I would like it to be. So, Eric, we're going to talk about The Fast and the Furious, and not the Vin Diesel movie. I thought it was a Paul Walker flick, but okay, whatever. Well, he's in it. <laughs> no, um, it, it made me laugh that you said you're, uh, you're going to let me vent. It's like you know me too well, how riled up about stuff I get. Yeah, well, I, you don't have the handgun podcast but, uh, anymore. All you have is people around you that you hang out with. So I, I figured, like when we were talking earlier in the chat, I know this guy. He's got a lot of stuff he wants to say, and he just hasn't been able to in a while. So I'm going to let him go. Um, Operation Fast and Furious is, is the official name from the government, from the ATF. Uh, in the blogosphere, which I, I use to encompass the blogs and podcasts, uh, it's kind of become known as, as Operation Gunwalker or Gunrunner. And this is where we found out that while people were saying, oh, our gun laws are so bad and we need to tighten up because people are, are taking guns down to Mexico, well, we're finding out now, yeah, they were because the ATF was allowing it. They were manufacturing their own gun control evidence. Michael Bain's done a really good job of covering this. And quite frankly, if people aren't listening to his podcast, even if it's not their cup of tea, every fifth one he does should be a book. He does such a good job. And he's talked about this. And he's questioned, how many Mexican citizens is the American government now responsible for the death for because they've let the cartels buy guns under the guise of we're tracking these so that we can press charges and whatnot. It's crazy to think that we're going to arrest and press charges prosecute MS-13 or whatever other violent gangs or cartels based on gun laws in the United States. Like, A, they fall under Mexican jurisdiction. B, they've already got countless murders and other charges that they could be brought up on if that were truly the goal. And uh, I'm not one for putting on a tinfoil hat, but I'm going to go ahead and say I think that it was being done intentionally, that it was being done intentionally as a, as a backdoor gun control measure. I think 
the ATF, under the direction of Eric Holder and quite possibly the president himself, were uh, were laying the groundwork they felt was necessary to attack the Second Amendment. Yeah, you know, I think we can go to the president, and I would imagine probably so, and definitely Eric Holder. But I would say even more likely than the president would be involved would be uh, the Secretary of the State, uh, especially after you know her memo and everything she put out about how we need the stricter gun control laws and all this stuff just because we need to regulate American guns going down into Mexico. And shortly after that, yeah. you start seeing the Fast and the Furious unfold. You start seeing this whole controversy and everything that goes on. You know? Yeah, our president that hasn't had a scandal yet, apparently, uh, has like the biggest one ever. And nobody talks about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know one of the things that uh, that I don't mean to politicize the show because uh, I don't believe that the Second Amendment should be a political issue. I do believe that it's a it's a fundamental human rights issue, and we need to discuss and educate people. But uh, I'm going to politicize just a little bit here. We heard all the time when George Bush was in office. Uh, leftists would claim nobody died when Clinton lied. Okay, maybe, fair enough. But how many people have died? How many Mexican citizens have died? Aside from, what was the name of the uh, Border Patrol agent? Do you remember? I do not remember. I can look it up. But, uh, but people have died. Lots of people, directly, because of this scandal. And... We have gun bloggers to thank for bringing this to light. Unfortunately, I think the mainstream media is doing a terrible disservice in not investigating this uh, a lot more thoroughly and not really pressing the matter. Um, I think this is a far bigger, far more important scandal than Watergate. You know? I, I think and so, too. that one brought down a president. Now, here's what I think is interesting. You know, you've got this one guy who dies, and... You know, any lefty worth his, worth his salt as being a liberal is going to think, wow, Border Patrol agent, well, well they, he was probably doing something bad to some illegal or something, and that's why he died. You know, wrong answer on that. But any lefty worth their salt, worth what they preach and talk about all the time, they should be against illegal immigrants or Mexican nationals dying. Like, they should yeah. be totally against that, just outraged on this. Because, you know, if you deny somebody something uh, that's an illegal immigrant in the U.S., you know, these lefties are, are completely pissed about that. But, you know, we can let our guns that the ATF allow to go into Mexico kill these Mexican nationals that are living there. Uh, you know, that's perfectly fine. Let's cover this up. Let's hide it because the ATF, you know, they're, they're good. They're on our side. They are against, you know, guns. That's crazy. It, uh, it shows a very sick mentality to me that, uh, and, and I'm not going to say this about uh, about lefties or progressives or liberals specifically, as much as I will the anti-gun people. Um, I believe the anti-gun people uh, rebel in death because without it, they can't push their agenda. Um, gun bloggers refer to this as dancing in the blood. And now more than ever, before I thought it was maybe a little bit extreme, but now never I believe that's absolutely the case because... The anti-gun folks should absolutely be on board with trying to uncover this scandal and demanding people be brought to justice. Yeah. This was, after all, their only metric that they measure, quote-unquote, gun violence. And we hear nothing 
doesn't matter how many people were murdered because ultimately, ultimately it was to serve their long-term purpose of uh, of in guns banned. Yeah. You know, there's people probably listening right now that really don't know what we're talking about because if you don't read blogs and you don't listen to, you know, certain podcasts, uh, you're probably not going to get much on this because you're not going to get it from the mainstream media. You're not going to get it from Fox, CNN, or MSNBC or any of those places. You know, if you don't subscribe to blogs or you don't, you know, read these things on a regular basis, you're not going to know. Me personally, I have a broad overview of what's going on. Without getting down into the details, I am already extremely pissed off about it. Uh, if I got down into the details, I'd probably be even more pissed off about it. Can you give us a brief overview of basically what has went on? Just so somebody who may just now be hearing about this and they may have questions. Or, you know, a good resource of where you can get the truth about it. You already said Michael Payne. And uh, you're talking about Sebastian Snowflakes in Hell, his blog. Um, the, the other one I would recommend would be Of Arms and the Law. And if memory serves, that's being done by Dave Hardy. Um, I never really talked about this on my podcast when I was doing it because I never really felt like I had enough of the big picture. I didn't feel like I could talk about it responsibly. Um, now that this is on your show, I don't care about being irresponsible. But uh, the overview is the ATF specifically instructed certain gun stores uh, in states with a Mexican border to knowingly allow straw purchases to go through. And they were, in fact, generating the guns being sold in America. The, the, the news media did a great job of reporting the, the story, oh, American guns are going south of the border and killing Mexicans. Did a great job of reporting that one. Mm-hmm. Now that the truth has been uncovered, I think... Fox has covered it more than anyone else, and even that has been woefully uh, out of balance with what we were being, what we called the Mexican gun canard of American guns killing Mexicans. The truth about it now, I don't think, has gotten nearly enough press. But that's basically the long and short of it. Gun stores knew what they were doing was wrong, called the ATF about it, saying, "Hey, we got this going on," and the ATF said, "No, no, go ahead and let it happen." It's part of a sting. We're tracking these guns. You know, horse crap. But that's basically the long and short of it. And uh, an ATF whistleblower who said, we're killing people, this is not right, came forward, leaked the story, and uh, has since lost his job for that, for doing the right thing. Which is interesting. I saw recently that two or maybe it was three of the main people involved in the Fast and the Furious had gotten promotions while this whistleblower had lost his job. Yeah, well, uh, I think it was Michelle Malkin's book that says it's, you know, part of the course for the Obama administration. Screw up, cover up, move up. Crazy. You know, or maybe it's screw up, move up, cover up. But Why didn't she yeah, run I for president? Think... <laughs> She's hot. I'd vote for her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I uh, I think, and I don't want to just blame the Obama administration, although clearly that's the current administration that this is happening under. Um, I think a lot of this is is simply politics at work. Um, quite frankly, I don't trust either major party, you know. But uh, um, I think we're beginning to see the reason why uh, the president never really attacked the gun lobby head on. 
during the majority of his term. I think we're seeing why they've specifically chosen backdoor gun control measures. Well, isn't that, as, wasn't that his exact words when he was talking to Sarah Brady, according to Sarah Brady? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that came out, what, two, three months ago? Mm-hmm. No. And, uh, and I think now we're, we're starting to see the fruition. They're not prepared. They know they can't win if they do an out-and-out assault weapons ban. You know, air quotes where appropriate. Um, and I think we're fighting a much smarter and much more devious, uh, enemy than we were prepared to believe. Right. You know, this may have went to the president. I would not surprise me. You know, it really wouldn't, but I'm not one that's like, oh, this is going on. Even like low level, the president's got to know about it. He's got to be involved. We need to get rid of him just because I hate black people or I hate Obama. That that would be ridiculous. You know, that's, that's not who I am. And I think anybody listening to the show knows that. I would say, at the very least, the very least, Eric Holder has got to know about this. To, to justify yeah. moving firearms into another country, I would imagine that the Secretary of the State would know about this. You know, I, would, I would say we've at least got to go to those two. At least. And you know, to me, I, I think there's, there's, there should be hell to pay. You know, a, a, a border patrol yeah. with a family agent lost his life. You know, Mexican nationals killing. You know, as a Marine, I go to Afghanistan. It's full of bad guys. I kill a drug dealer, a drug guy who does happen to not be Taliban, but that's who we're fighting in Afghanistan, if you didn't know. Most of the people that we're fighting over there is not so much Taliban anymore. We hear about Taliban on TV all the time, but we're fighting people defending their, their, their we're fighting villages that run uh, cocoa fields and poppy fields, and we're, we're fighting them as we go into their villages. But everybody's thinking, oh, they killed civilians. No, we didn't. We just killed some people who were basically farmers that are growing drugs, and they're paid to defend this place. Uh, maybe the Taliban yeah. at the top. There's also Russians at the top. There's other people at the top that, that are making money off of this, that are driving around in nice vehicles all over the place, and they're making money off of these guys in Afghanistan who are growing poppy and all this good stuff so they can make more drugs. But they see these drug dealers getting killed and the civilians. You know, why aren't they pissed off about Mexican civilians getting killed? By... Basically, yeah. the ATF agents. Basically, Eric Holder. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, back in the Watergate scandal, you had two very tenacious uh, reporters who stuck with it and basically brought down the president. And nobody died for for what Richard Nixon did. You know. Now, granted, that one went straight to the Oval Office, and. There's a real good chance, I'm willing to believe, that uh, the Project Gunrunner or Gunwalker didn't really cross a desk. Um, I could see that being, I could almost even see Eric Holder not having knowledge of it. Uh, do I believe that? No, probably not, because Holder's rabid anti-gun. I could see him signing off on it. But uh, I, I don't think this goes all the way to the top. Um, if for no other reason than to protect him, but uh, but somebody, some bigwig had to sign off on this. And you're right, heads should roll. Uh, there should be high-placed government officials in prison over this. Yeah, not just resigned, not just fired, in prison. Yeah. 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 Because somebody has an awful lot of civilian blood on their hands. And it's basically like you said to doctor, to create evidence that wasn't there to begin with. 
Well, there's there's no other logical conclusion. You know the the story that they were tracking these guns in order to you know quote unquote bring these men to justice, like because their crimes weren't numerous enough to do so, because suddenly they're going to be beholden to American laws while they operate in a foreign country. You know, it's it's ridiculous on its face. We don't. The only solution that makes any sense is that it was an attack on the Second Amendment. It was the foundation being laid. Why, why would we, we... We don't enforce U.S. law on illegal immigrants from Mexico. Why would we even attempt to enforce U.S. law on a, US, a Mexican citizen who actually lives in yeah. Mexico? How does that make any yeah. sense at all? Yeah, it, Mexican citizens who are illegally in our country get to go to college for free on taxpayer dimes. And yet, we're going to prosecute Mexican citizens in Mexico, and I don't buy it for a second. Yeah, without the Mexican government's knowledge. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's absolutely cockamamie. To well, believe we were that also story. talking earlier. You know, the the amount of U.S. guns in in Mexico. You know, do do we do we really think that we don't give foreign aid to Mexico? You know, we were talking earlier about this, and uh, and give them surplus weapons, surplus surplus armaments and uh, you know help them out and fight their battle against their drug wars and drug cartels and everything else it probably wouldn't do much google image searching to come across a picture of a mexican military unit marching formation all their faces painted with tiger stripe pattern and in their arms a bunch of barrett 50 caliber rifles uh the u.s government has been supplying firearms the government uh, has been supplying firearms to Mexico in one way or another for a long time. Even before uh, Operation Fast and Furious, we were supplying the Mexican military. And how many guys have deserted the Mexican military, and what all have they stolen as they've gone into the employ of these cartels? Now, didn't take a whole lot of common sense to see that uh, any American guns down there were already the fault of our own government. Yep, and you know, then you start bringing in the thing about you know automatic weapons three round burst or i guess class three type weapons and from my understanding that's what's mostly being used down there when the rare occasion happens when an american-made gun is used in any kind of crime yeah um you know i i jockeyed the counter of a gun store for a while down in tucson arizona about an hour hour and a half from the mexico border and anytime uh a mexican citizen would come in and they were looking at something uh, they would always look at 1911s chambered in 38 Super. They would always look at that because the Mexican government has such gun restrictions on what civilians can own that uh, you're not allowed to own a firearm chambered in a military caliber. Legally, they can't own 9mm. They can't own 45s. They can own 38 Super. So I'm, I'm just not really all that inclined to believe that these cartels are running around with uh, semi-auto pistols that have an eight-round limit to what they can hold, uh, chambered in a less effective caliber. Yeah, you know, that's that's not what they're using. So, what do you think we need to do about this? What would you recommend? What would you What would you like to see happen? And, what I would and, like to see happen is the mainstream media, for some young reporter who doesn't know any better 
to latch on to this and say, no, I'm going to bang this drum as loudly as possible until somebody listens. Because this is big. This is far more uh, consequential than any other political uh, scandal. You know, Monica Lewinsky in the blue dress didn't get anybody killed. People have died here. There's blood on somebody's hands, and somebody needs to be held accountable. And uh, I would love to see the mainstream media pick up where gun bloggers and podcasters are the only ones raising a fuss right now. Um, I desperately think the NRA and the NRA ILA should be applying pressure to get a lot more of this done. I don't know if they are or not. Um, I love the NRA, but I think they're a little bit slow to react. And uh, I think that, that we as NRA members should be pushing them to uh, be pushed on the government about this. Because quite frankly, I think that that's probably the, uh, the strongest tool we've got right now. Well, see, I, I agree. You know, we do need that basically, I don't want to call him a muckraker, but somebody who just goes after it, you know, goes after the story and hits it. But what I need, you know, uh, Gunfighter Cast isn't that huge. You know, I, I put out, you know, three or four shows a month. If I do that, I'll get about twenty to $30,000. And I would like to see my listeners not only write Congress, because the ATF has blown off Congress. And Congress has yeah. basically been okay with it. They've blown off Congress when Congress asked for information on this and interviews and, and witnesses' accounts and everything. They've been blown off, and it's just ridiculous. We're basically losing that branch of the government. Basically, it doesn't exist when it comes to the ATF, which is appalling itself. So we need to write not only Congress, but write the NRA because we are the NRA. Yeah, You're a member of the NRA. You are the NRA. Yeah, you got the branches, the ILA, the institutional legislative action and all that but tell them that they need to get to work on this they need to do this and stop you know whatever reason they're lobbyists or whatever they're they're, they're not doing it i don't know but uh you know there's, there's we got to be hitting this right here you know people right now are, are worried about the sega shotgun we're worried about uh a lot of other stuff that legislation might come down to, to hurt our gun rights this is the biggest thing right here this is the biggest thing in gun rights yeah. in my generation this is it how are we well yeah and let's just go it? ahead and Let's just, you know, let's go ahead and remember. I'm guessing 5% of gun owners are actually members of the NRA. I think that the estimation the NRA has about 4 million members, 80 million uh, gun owners. Um, so let's just go ahead and say maybe 10% of the gunfighter cast uh, audience is actually a member of the NRA. If you're not, you should be. But let's not harp on that. If you own even one firearm, that's not hunting related, even one firearm for self-defense, for protection of your family, then you need to realize that the American government is responsible for lots of people being killed, being murdered, and that the goal long-term was to take your firearm. And if that isn't enough for you to, to rise up and, uh, and try and make some noise and have somebody brought to justice, A, to defend the people who couldn't defend themselves because they didn't have the firearm you have, and B, because they are trying to strip your, your guns from you, then then I'm ashamed to know you if you're not willing to, to raise up and make some noise because you are not the type of gun owner I want to be associated with. I've said before, and I've kind of quoted uh, Gabe Suarez on this, um, you're going to own a gun for one of two reasons. Either it's for a toy, 
because you want to go hunting or you want to go do something like target shooting, that's it. And it's a toy type gun. Then you have one that you actually buy a weapon. This weapon is for yeah. not going offensive. It, if you have to go offensive in the future, that, that may happen. But it's good to have it and good to have the training. But it's specifically for defense, to protect yourself, protect your home, protect your family, protect your loved ones. And the the content that's usually in Gunfighter Cast is usually not very much for that, that toy gun owner. It's usually right. more geared toward that defensive mindset person. I would like to think that my listeners would completely be pissed off about this and would really be yeah. apt to do something about it. You know, it's because we def- you're, re- you're ready to defend yourself with your firearm. You have made that decision that I've talked about in the past where I'm going to buy a gun for defensive purposes. And I know that I can take a human life if I have to. If my life or my wife or my loved one depends on it, I can take a human's life. You decided that, then you put your gun in your holster on your hip. Right right now, you don't have a threat right in front of you trying to rob you with a gunpoint with your family around you. Right now, you have a threat you know, from basically the U.S. government, uh, the ATF. No matter, We don't know how far it goes up or, or who knows about it. But this is going on. Congress is getting blown off. Congress isn't being pressured enough. The NRA isn't being pressured enough to bring their pressure upon Congress, which is the most pressure that our gun uh, community can actually give. Because the NRA, whether you like their emails or like what they do and how they're not so hardline on some things and hardline on others, whether you like it or not, they're the ones who put that pressure on. And right now, our, our fight is right in front of us. The threat has presented itself. You know, it's, it's time to engage. Yeah. Um I won't be satisfied until I see news coverage of trials going on for at least a week on every major news outlet. Yep. That's, that's just me. Definitely. All right. Well, any final thoughts, Eric? Uh, no, looking forward to seeing you in about two weeks from, from the day we're recording this at uh, the mag 40 in Salt Lake city. Um, I, I hope you're prepared to deal with the gun dudes. That's, Dude, that's all I can say. I was supposed to get there at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Monday uh, the 12th. Or, yeah, the 12th. And Stan is already planning on picking me up. We're going to run to Desert Tactical and look at some cool long guns. And uh, we're gonna. it's going to be awesome. I'm going to go to a real gun store and stuff. And uh, it's, it's going to be a good time. I cannot wait to go... Even the first couple of days there, and then when Mag Forty starts, meeting all the uh, Gunfighter Cast listeners that are going to be there, and Gun Dudes listeners, and hanging out with the Gun Dudes, and, and you, and Mass, and and, Gail and, and everybody, it's going to be <laughs> awesome, man! I cannot wait. Yeah. Hey, uh, you want to know a dirty little secret? Is uh, Tommy's shoes are all Velcro. If you ever see a bow tied in them, it's actually just for decoration. It's actually just sewn into the shoe that way. Is that right? And his wife probably tied yeah. the, the bow, right? Yeah, well, his wife Velcro's them on. She uh, she lets him take the helmet off when he's in public. <laughs> nice, cool. Yeah, man, I can't wait. It's gonna be a great time, man. Can't wait to do it. All right, Eric. Well, thanks yes. for coming on the show and inventing. I know you wanted to, and uh, I hope we yeah. inspired some people to take some action. It's uh, I know our quality hasn't been amazing because it's broken up a few times, but we can thank our taxpayer dollars and uh, a company called. Mediati, who uh, is probably owned by some congressman, and they won't allow any good internet companies to come on base in Okinawa. They allow this horrible company that has no incentive to improve to work there. So, write your congressman. Uh, thanks for having me, and uh, see you shortly. Yeah, man. Thanks, buddy. Bye. I can-
the feeling that maybe somebody in their offices was just really too big a fan of Paul Walker movies, because now they're running scared. Got it. God, I hope that recorded well. I'm really proud of that. That was brilliant.